Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hello and a very happy new year to you and you. Welcome to Secret Artists Podcast. I'm your host, Annie McGrath, and I'm joined this week by one of my absolute faves. Her name is Beth Rylance. She's a brilliant comedy writer and actor. And we had a lovely chat. Um, We talked about her recent trip to LA and her not-so-pleasant experience of having a stalker. Uh, There was a little bit of an issue with the recorder near the end when we were talking about this, Um, so we switched to another microphone, so you might notice a little change in audio near the end, but try not to worry about it, for God's sake. Um, If you want to see mine and Beth's paintings from the episode, remember to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at SecretArtPod. See you on the other side. Beth Rylance is a fantastic actor who started her career in the original cast of the Channel 4 hit show School of Comedy. Since then, Beth has been in loads of TV shows such as Plebs on ITV, Turn Up Charlie on Netflix and lots more. This year, Beth is set to appear in Good Omens 2 on Prime Video and in Disney Plus's... How do you say Disney Plus's? Disney Plus's. Plus's. Series Extraordinary. Ah. I'm very excited to have her on the podcast. Thank you so much. Hello, Beth. <laughs> Hello, Annie. It's, it's always awkward that. Lovely Sorry. To meet you. I was really you. nervous about that because I was like, there's nothing. There's nothing to there's say. There's loads. <laughs> I actually cut stuff because I was like, it's a bit long. Oh, what were you going to cut? She was in an advert. <laughs> uh, lots of adverts, lots of short films, mm-hmm. lots of like online web series. Yeah. Um, cool. I have, I've got oh. those photos now. Okay, amazing. we're on. We're on. This we're is happening. Feels weird to see you in this context because I feel like we haven't really caught up about your we LA trip. We haven't. So our catch up so is now being going to be recorded. recorded. <laughs> For everyone's yeah. consumption, it feels kind of like I never went. Now, yeah. How was it? It was really great, and I loved it. And I think I didn't want to leave, but then now that I'm here. It just doesn't, it's like full circle yeah. and like three months didn't it happen. It a dream. Which is, there's a lot to be said for time. Time, <laughs> time is really underrated time, actually. Yeah, time's really underrated um, and I really experienced it in the yeah. past few months. And um, we're going to paint a picture from your LA trip. Yeah, but I've got three, as you know from my texts, I've been panicking about which, yeah. which picture mm-hmm. because one of them is a picture of me <laughs> It's that's, very. I think cute it's too vain. But it is from LA. You look very fit, and you're wearing um, <laughs> Minnie the Mouse ears. I am because I went to Disneyland on my last day. It looks like you've been photoshopped into the foreground. I of the think photo. it's portrait mode, oh, yes. which is something I never use. 
blurs the background background, and I think blurred backgrounds are a big red flag (laughs) oh really yeah like what's going on what are you hiding I want to see what's behind me. It's obviously it's Disney. It's quite damned. good because there's a lot of kids in the background. So I think sure. it's for probably, legal reasons. Yeah, we can't, probably we can't paint them. We cannot get their parents' permission. Um, but I, the reason why I thought that would be a good picture to use mm. is because when I was 15, there was a boy who was yeah. madly in love with me. Oh, <laughs> who I did not um, love back. It was yeah. really sad. But he was a very good artist. <laughs> yeah. And he drew a picture of me, a portrait of me, yeah. for my birthday. Aww. He used to draw in biro. You know those people that are really good at biro drawings? Yeah. But he was also very good at painting, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. And really good at painting pictures of people. Of you, specifically. Specifically yeah. of me, yes. There is more to that story. But he drew a picture of me and drew the background as Disneyland because he was like, this is your favourite place. But You've become the artwork. Yeah, but the picture of me was very good, but one of my eyes was bigger than the other in the drawing. (laughs) And I was like, why is one of my eyes bigger than the other? And he was like, because you've got one eye, one of your (gasps) eyes is smaller. And I was I'm like, I'm wow, staring this... into your eyes. <laughs> one of, I'm, I'm not going to say. No, one of them is slightly smaller and you is only the right see one it. slightly smaller? Can't remember. Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be staring at you for the whole But basically podcast. that was how I found out. Have you got a lazy eye? No, I don't think so. Does it look like it now? No, not at all. What a way to find out. This was supposed yeah. to be a healing process. And this is the person that I was like, you're the biggest another, fan. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to paint like... another picture of me with my eyes the same size. In, in fact, I haven't even zoomed in to see if one of them looks smaller. I'm tempted to just do <laughs> you with a one massive eye. With a one eye, yeah. just the one. <laughs> oh, it's um, such a nice picture. It looks yeah. like a very magical. Who took the picture? Uh, my friend Chloe. Not the artist who was in love with you. No, as, no. As Unfortunately, we parted ways Aww. as friends yeah. and anything else. That's and, nice. And How did he give it to you? Was it like... Um, it was rolled up. It was like on a big piece of paper. Yeah, like, yeah. How I you know say paper. Uh, paper. Parchment. And parchment. And it was rolled up. And then with a long love letter on the back. Did he like hand it to you or did he leave it somewhere for you to pick up? I think he handed it to me. Mm. Um, further down the line, yeah. <laughs> we Restraint did my order. friend Will Poulter, who was in the original School of Comedy yes. with me. I don't know if there's been another one. The original, not, the, re- not the remake. <laughs> um, and we went to this person's house because we did all go to school together. And mm. Will found a bunch of paintings of me that I hadn't seen. <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> With a big cross over my mouth. No. Yeah. So there's the reason Cheers why we did that. Cheers. <laughs> so we're drinking for a second. Same time. Um, yeah. That feels like what's that show on Netflix? You. You. Y- you. Feels quite you. <laughs> Doesn't it's it? Very me. It's creepy very me. stalker vibes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's the first picture. Yes. The other pictures that I have, one of them, very LA, is a mm-hmm. picture of a fountain. That is stunning. On a lovely day out, I went out with Kyle Smith Brino and Jack Barry and Lola, Friends of the Podcast. Friends of the Pod, um, and Lola Rose Maxwell. Mm. And we went out on a swan boat 
And that that picture is the POV from the swan boat. It's so idyllic. It looks like you're in heaven. And there is a rainbow. I forgot to mention. But there is a Hollywood. rainbow. We're in Hollywood, baby. There's and a there's rainbow. A rainbow over the fountain. Shooting over the fountain. Yeah. And then there's some palm trees in the background. There's palm trees. There's a lovely blue sky. Not a cloud to be seen. That um, does look nice. Some lovely... Were you tempted to move out there? Yes. But it's so expensive. Is it? I, especially when I got there, mm. the pound was at a 30-year low, thanks oh to God. Liz Truss being Prime Minister for two weeks, to the wow, dollar. I forgot about so Liz Truss. So I spent 30... On my first day there, mm. I accidentally spent $30 on two scrambled eggs on one oh piece God. of toast and a cup of tea. And that was the it. It popped up on my Monzo immediately, and it was like thirty pounds. Imagine you just had that one egg, like, shit, just one egg. I know fifteen pounds. Cost of living crisis. <laughs> you um, gotta cut down on your eggs. I really do. So it was it was insanely expensive, but I got the bus everywhere, which I loved. Mm. Yeah, everyone get to was see new places. Yeah, but everyone was very weird about that, especially American the, people. Is it the metro, or what do they get? Yeah, everything's subway. called the metro. Metro, or subway? even the subway is also called the metro. Right. They just call all public transport the metro. That sounds very confusing. It is really confusing, but it's great. Yeah. It's one dollar seventy-five. Great. And if you change from bus to tube, <laughs> it's like I'm doing a campaign for it. If you change from the bus and to the tube, and metro. now I work, and so that's why I'm going back because I've got some trains to run. Um, Okay, so that's picture two. Yeah, picture two. And picture three was another day trip in LA. I went to the Hollywood Forever Cemetery and found lots of funny names on gravestones. I I love this image. Should we do... Well, we can do that one. This one is just a lovely... for For the listener. Yeah. A lovely sort of... What do you call it? What colour? Like brownish, reddish... It's like terracotta-y. Terracotta with um, the lovely name in the middle that just says RUDE. Capital letters, RUDE. <laughs> it's very funny. Look, there's someone in the back called Zygmunt. What a great name. Oh, that is a good name. That's what people do to, like, think of baby names, isn't it? Walk around graveyards. I used to live on a graveyard when Did I lived you? in Liverpool. And we used to walk through and pick, like... They had, like, Elsie. Like, what's the one That's that I That's quite love? cute. I'm going to start, by the way. Yes. Okay, wow, speeding things up. (laughs) No, I just, I want to get this right. Okay. Um, I'm going for... So you used to live in a graveyard. Sorry, I didn't mean to shut that down. You used to live in a graveyard. Um, Starting. And it is, it's great for uh, finding old lady names Mm. or just old people names. Am I going for an angled brush straight off the bat? Weirdly, the first thing I've done is just neon orange. I quite like that. Imagine it spice up a bit a neon yeah. orange grape. <laughs> I'm sorry that the only blue is like a powdery blue. Yeah, but There's I can no mix dark it. blue. Yeah, that's a black. Thank I you. I mean, you can see. You're not. <laughs> Could you just talk me through what these are? What well, colours? we have had colourblind guests. <laughs> have you? Before, yeah. oh, okay. Imagine if this is how I find out I'm colourblind. I'm like, that's brat. That's you do the gravestone. Yellow. Bright purple. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've gone for too skinny. Like it's too much of a skin colour. Like this It is quite a skin colour though. The white skin colour crayon that you used to get in each pack. It's quite <laughs> like pink pig. Pink pig. Percy the pig. I like this. We've not done a graveyard yet on the oh, pod. No, I thought that was brown and it's green. 
I'm sorry that we're not painting you as Mickey Minnie Mouse, though. Well, no, look, but I told you the story. I shared my trauma, and I wonder what this guy is doing now. Do you think he still Um, loves you? Well... Has he been in touch since you've been an adult? (laughs) Yes, he has been in touch since I've been an adult, but I do know that he has a baby, and he is still... Name Beth. A what? Name Beth. (laughs) Beth Rylance. Oh god, yeah, it's just named after me, um, and it's got one eye bigger than the other, but it's, yeah, and he's still an artist, I believe. I think after he drew that picture of me, he moved into photography, because I <laughs> didn't love him back. Such oh, a shame, isn't it, story. really? I know, I was madly in love with a runner. <laughs> a runner as in someone who ran like marathons no, or from a production a, company a tea and coffee boy yes yes I love people who, I, look I really like tea I really like tea <laughs> maybe that's my type people, people who make, make me tea. tea yeah <laughs> that's the were you ever a runner I did I think I did a couple of running jobs but I wasn't like employed permanently as a runner anywhere yeah were you no I went straight into showbiz, baby. Yeah. <laughs> How was being a child actor? Being a child actor, do you know what? It was weird because I don't think I ever particularly felt like a child because I was like so... How old were you? Were you like 12 or something when you did that? No, I think when School of Comedy started, I think I met Laura Lawson, who was my drama teacher at school, who was the executive producer of the show. Mm-hmm. She was my drama teacher when I was 12. And the whole premise of School of Comedy that was that it was kids performing, like acting like adults. Mm-hmm. So I spent all my time trying to act older than I was. But really, I watched a few clips from it this morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so embarrassing. And Will Poulter looks about 10, and you look exactly the same as you look now. Yeah, it's because I'm a vampire. But I couldn't tell if you were older than the rest of them. No, I was I older. was the oldest one. Right. I looked old. I just couldn't tell if you'd had any work done <laughs> or... <laughs> is, um, that, is she a child? She looks exactly yeah, the same now. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I was the oldest... Um, which was great for me because I got paid slightly more. <laughs> Did you? That's because good. I was over sixteen, and it also meant that I never. Did they know you had to have a tutor? Oh, nice. Um, I don't. Do you know what? I don't think any of us had agents at the time. We got agents because of it. So, mm-hmm. Will Will Poulter had an agent. I'm sure he'd already done a film. Um, but what, what film had he done? He'd done Son of Rambo with. Um, <laughs> so with Adam Buxton Adam Buxton has like a side part he's like a supporting oh, cool. character but it's Will who else was in it? I know mean, maybe Adam Buxton Adam Buxton played the teacher and someone played the dad mm. um, are you still mates with Will Poulter? I am we, we share a godson Aww. so we were hanging out with him the other day Adam Buxton? yes Adam <laughs> Buxton is a godson um <laughs> So did people sort of recognise you from School of Comedy as a child? Uh, I'm not so sure any... But sometimes people do now still. Because it, it really Because I still look exactly the same. <laughs> but I... It really takes me aback because I think I sort of forget. But weirdly, how I met Kyle 
friend of the podcast, <laughs> was at a party in Edinburgh where I think it was the Dave party, the one mm-hmm. when it was in like a massive church. Did yeah, you go to I, that one? Yeah, I remember seeing you there. Did you go to that one? Obviously you don't remember seeing me. Um, yeah. No, I do, I do. But I didn't meet you there, did I? Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't meet you for the first time there, but I saw you yep, there. Yep, we, yep, we knew you had a great memory of me, that's fine, you're a child star, I get it. <laughs> it was just really swamped with people recognising me yeah, at the Dave sure, party. Sure, 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 sure. Um, but that was the first time in my memory that I met Kyle, and he pretended... Because we run, we still run a school called School of Comedy where we teach improv comedy to the children of the rich and famous. <laughs> um, and At least someone's doing something good for society. Yes, yes, we're just giving back. Um, basically, Kyle pretended that he used to be one of my students, which at the time, because I was at the Dave party and obviously off my tits, mm. really confused me because he was also... My friend Tara, who I work with, was also saying, do you not remember him? Oh, that's So I thought for me. ages. I was really confused <laughs> because I was like, but he's older than me. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that was, and that was because he recognised me from School of Comedy because he really liked it. Oh, that's Which is nice. very nice. And did people at the time stop you, like, as a child and be like, are you in that as show? A child. As a sort of 16 year old. Um, I think it happened more when I got older because it kind of felt like, from what I could gather from other people, kind of felt like one of those TV shows that you saw as a child and were like, does anyone else remember that weird yeah, show? Yeah. Where it was these kids and they were doing adult comedy. <laughs> Do you think the audience was primarily kids? Because it's obviously targeted yeah, at like, adults. Yeah, really weirdly, Nathan Foad was a massive school of comedy fan. Oh. And I remember before I knew who he was and before he was a ginormous success... He used to send me messages on Twitter because he loved School of Comedy so much. That's sweet. So then suddenly when he became, he came into the industry and started doing his own stuff, I was like, I really recognise the name Nathan Foot. Like, and it was because he was one of our mind. top fans. That's cute. And a lovely boy. And look how well it's done for him. I think yeah. we really inspired him. <laughs> <laughs> So how did the exec choose you? Was it an awkward process whereby lots of kids weren't chosen to be on the TV show? Do you know what? I think, weirdly, because when we did... When we first did it, Mm. it was from school. We took an Edinburgh show up to Edinburgh. Mm -hmm. Ever heard of it? I've heard of it. (laughs) We took a a sketch show up to Edinburgh, and at that point, George Mackay was in it, Mm -hmm. famous actor from... from to movies Mm -hmm. and he left because his mum said he didn't (laughs) he didn't want to get um, typecast doing comedy and I think we can all agree it's gone very downhill from there Mm. Um, but yeah we basically took a show up to Edinburgh and because I was a child I don't really know the ins and outs of it I just know that then we got a pilot and we did that for Channel 4 and then we got a series and we Amazing. found out that we got a series when we were in Edinburgh. That's so cool. Yeah, I'm sure there's probably all sorts of... We're definitely Nepo babies. I know. <laughs> Thank God for Lily Allen, who's got our backs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and me, my dad, Mark Rylance, really helped me get a leg up in the industry. <laughs> Shout out to Mark Rylance. Yeah, I love that guy. Have Just you spent... ever met him? 
I have. Have you? I sat next to him in the theatre once, weirdly seeing George Mackay in a play. Did they just the sit Rick. next to each other because they thought you no, were together? Well, I went... I can't get the right colour green of this Nor glass. Can I. Look how good yours is. No, but I can't get the fair. right green at all. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juvederm.com. I went to go see this play, and basically, when I was picking up my tickets at the Old Vic, yeah, that's the big one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I gave them my card to, like, I don't know, confirm my name or the card I bought it on, and the guy behind the counter went, Oh, are you a relation of Mark? And I went, Oh, I always say that I am because I always say that he's my dad as a joke to annoy mm. my actual dad, <laughs> Phil Rylands. Um, and the guy went, oh, no, just because your tickets, your seats are next to each other, so I assumed Whoa. you were together. And I was like, imagine but if Mark Rylands was that cheap that he didn't... <laughs> he made his relations pay separately to sit next to him. <laughs> that is a very big coincidence, though. And then I did And then your dad ends him. up sitting on the other side. Yeah, of yeah. And then they had a fight over <laughs> who got to, got to take me home with. Um, he was very nice, very quiet and quite small. Very quiet. I guess he was watching a show. It would be he weird was, if he yeah. He didn't through. talk at all when the lights were off. It was really weird. <laughs> Kept going really quiet. Um, how was... You were in LA doing the Groundlings, right? Yes. How was that? Loved it. And can Loved you explain a bit about it? it? Nope. <laughs> no, I shan't say anything. No, no further information. You sign an NDA when you get there. I need a thinner. That's what I need. To yeah. Paint. Brush. Go for it. Um, I I've always wanted to do the groundlings because um, when I was at university, I used to watch SNL every s- Saturday. Well, mm-hmm. Sunday because of time difference, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, and I basically loved Kristen Wiig. Mm-hmm. and found out I think from a podcast can't remember which one that Kristen Wiig did the Groundlings like that's what she went to LA to do she sort of used, like didn't do any acting until she was like in her 30s 
And it's an improv and writing course or just improv? It was just improv, this one. But they're very, like, character-based. They make you do... It's Obviously, you do all the normal improv stuff. Um, Like what sort of thing? I feel like improv's just not big over here at all. Do you think? Well, I think it's getting bigger in the last like five years but it's not big in the way it is in america yeah like it it was a it was a weird thing to sort of behold Mm. (laughs) because i was the only english person and so yeah it, it was it's like improv games like you know just teaching you how to not block and yes and and yada 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 and but american people like there were people there doing it because they were like well I want to there's like two sections of people there's people who do it because um they want to get better at um thinking on their feet for business and right um getting better at public speaking oh, and so you not just go comedians or actors well I did two courses so groundlings was definitely more performers yeah but UCB there were quite a few people in UCB who were like corporate people who wanted to learn how to I don't know get to the top yes um lots of them didn't complete the course because <laughs> I think they hated it um oh look at that green nice that's slightly better yeah that's really good um what was my point? Something about <laughs> improv. Um, so you were the only British person I was there. the only British person. And I went to go and see the Groundlings main company show because they give you a student ticket, mm-hmm. um, a student card, so you can see shows for free. So you can see the creme de la creme of improv. And how do you get to be in that? You have show. to go through every level of the Groundlings just okay. to do a sketch show. Wow. Which blew my mind. <laughs> does anyone not pass? Yeah, loads of people. You can just do, like, I could just never go back now. I want to do the next level, mm-hmm. but you don't have to. Like, anyone, is, you can sort of, anyone can do, like, the introductory level, and then you have to pass in order to get on to the next round. Okay. But, um, and if you don't pass, can you just, like, retake you it? You can redo it, yeah. Interesting. Um, but it was like they, so the main company, it was a bit more, it was less, I went to go and see improv shows there, but there was, how do I make grey? White and, white and black. White and black, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, that's just white and black. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to go to art college to learn that. Yeah, yeah. Less, less improv, more <laughs> art, art school. Um, uh, I forgot what I was saying. Uh, so the main show (laughs) the main show I found really interesting because it was very good and the performers are really good but it was like you know look you you do sketch we Mm. all do sketch (laughs) Um, it was really SNL style Mm -hmm. like but it was a live show lots of character stuff and every single character had a wig okay and matching shoes they had each character had different shoes so in between each sketch it would be full blackout whoever was on stage would go backstage completely change like wig clothes shoes a band would play a song and then they'd come out and do the next sketch 
And I was I like... that's sketches rather than improv. Yeah. But that's what it leads up to because the Groundlings oh, is very, like, character. That's why so many people from SNL went to the Groundlings because that's where you develop your characters, mm. as it were. And did passing... I assumed you passed. I passed. Congratulations. I passed. Did, you, did that make you want to go back and, like, do more levels? Yeah, definitely. I think it was... My, <laughs> I think I kind of preferred because I ended up doing UCB as well, which is the school that Amy Polar set up mm-hmm. with some other people that I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but that was their sketch group, right? They were called the Upright Citizens Brigade and then they set up the school. Um, I kind of preferred it there because they gave you much more feedback and notes. Yeah. And I am a people pleaser and I like people telling me what to do. (laughs) Yeah. Because I'll do it exactly how you tell me to. Um, So that I found, I found that like format more useful format, Mm. style of teaching. Um, But yeah, I definitely want to go back and do more because it's essentially what I do when I teach kids, except you get to play all the games. (laughs) So have you sort of learnt games that you're going to... Yeah, I've got loads. Great. I've written them all down. <laughs> She's very so conscientious. Steal them and do them here. And has doing improv made you want to do stand-up or would you... Do you think of I, them as totally different? Um, they're things? totally different. But part of the reason I did it is because I wanted to be less scared of getting up on my own on stage. I don't mind doing it with other people, but the idea of doing it on my own is petrifying. Mm-hmm. And I have tried stand-up twice. Have you? I didn't know that. I did the Amused Moose oh, competition yeah. with James McNicholas. We oh. both signed up to do it. <laughs> when was that? I think that was in 2017, maybe 2016. But we so not that hated long, it. <laughs> Wait, did you do a double act or did you? No, we did it separately. I'd never ever done stand up before, and it was literally the first round. And so you had to come up with, I think it was 90 seconds of stand up, which is quite a precise amount of stand up. Yeah, I think I did that. Yeah. 2010 or something it's really very stressful yeah and the audience is made up of people also auditioning who are forced to sit and watch you like you're not allowed to leave it's a horrible (laughs) environment and i got there like having signed up with james and both sort of doing it like supporting each other like Mm. moral support (laughs) and I get there and we got there quite like just before it started. So I, and then you had to go up to the front and like get a ticket or something for your number. Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, great. So at least I won't be on first. And then they called out, they were like, okay, right. We've chosen randomly the order that you're going to go in. And no. I was first. Oh God. It was fucking petrifying. That's uh, do you get, I mean, position you're in, I more confident. You are a stand up. <laughs> I still think it's scary, though. Do you blank out what you've said? Like, do you just go blank? As in, do I forget what I'm going to say? Or do no, I... like, when you're on stage, I just don't remember what's oh, happened. Oh, I see. Because I'm um, so nervous. <laughs> no, I think I do. But, but I mean, you've done two gigs. Yes, I think sure. And done... I'll never do another <laughs> Once you've done a few more than that, you sort yeah. of... You just get better at it and a bit more relaxed and 
I think yeah. you can remember. I mean, there's obviously gigs that are absolutely awful and you try and forget them as quickly as possible. Sure. I did but. do... So after that, I did one more where it was like, it was Tessa Coates had a, a new material night. Mm-hmm. And it was Tessa, Lucy Pearman, Phoebe Walsh mm-hmm. and Flora Anderson. <laughs> and the only feedback... We all had a drink afterwards. And the only feedback that I got was, you looked so pretty. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's positive. really pretty on stage. What, feedback from them? Wow. My friend who I used to work in a bar. Sort of a backhanded compliment, isn't it? Sure, it was like, you're very... It's nice to be called pretty, but... I'm surprised that the gals came to you with that compliment. Look, it was it was 2017. It was a different time. It was a different time. But you are very pretty. We hadn't had Me Too. I don't think at that point of time had we. I think it was pre-pandemic. Me Too could have had it. Yeah. Maybe it was just starting. Yours is so good. Well, it's not so good, but it's it's. Oh, you know, I've put paint I like on your the colour choices. They're not accurate, are they? Yeah, but it looks much cooler. Really I've got we'll see. a bit of shadow. <laughs> when was the last time you did some art? I wonder if this counts as art. In lockdown, mm. got really into <laughs> terrazzo, making terrazzo things. Is that what yeah. you call it? Terrazzo, terrazzo. Is that like Fimo? Is it what? <laughs> like, is it the sort of plasticine stuff? Ye- no, it's like I don't even know what you call it. You mix powder with a certain type of liquid. Oh, and it forms like a paste. Yes, and then you can put different colours in it. You know what I mean, like terrazzo tiles. Yes, I do. Like that, where it's just lots of chips. Yeah, you make yeah, your yeah. own chips, and then you put them into a mould of something. I made two coasters, which I was very pleased oh, that's with. Cool. Um, I really like that. It's very therapeutic, and I like yeah. that you get a result afterwards. Yep, that you can keep. Um, so yeah, I did that in lockdown. But other than that, I don't think I. Do you have to put it in like a kiln or an oven or anything? No, it's jasmineite. That's what it is. It's called mm. jasmineite. Um, it's this. Like, I wonder if she'd call herself an artist. She's called Katie Gillies. And she, basically, she makes all of these products, Terrazzo products, but she made a kit that you could do at home. That's such a good idea. What, just for lockdown she did that? Um, I think she does, like, workshops in person, and then over lockdown, yeah, she started doing ones that you could buy and do at home, because what else were you supposed to do with your time? It's a clever clever business business idea. Yeah. Did you do GCSE or A-level or anything? I did GCSE. I think I wanted to do A-level and my history teacher wouldn't let me because she said (gasps) I was too good at history. Wow. And that I'd done too many arty, like I'd gone too arty with my choices because I think I tried to do... (laughs) Why did she have so much authority over you, the history teacher? I think in hindsight... Look, I did end up doing history and then I ended up doing history at university as well. So to be honest, she was correct. She knew. Yeah, you were really good at history. Um, but I learned further down the line. And I think I, maybe I forgot this because, you know, I was a child. Mm. I saw her child at a child star. A child star. Yeah, yeah. I was too busy learning lines. <laughs> um, she, I saw her at a school reunion 
and she said something to me. I can't remember what it was. It was quite intense, but it was quite sweet. She lost her mum when she was very young. Mm. And I, she must have told that to me at school and I didn't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone, you know, if you have a dead mum, everyone who else who has a dead mum wants to be your friend. <laughs> and, or can tell, they can you. tell. Yeah, and so you. she sort of said at the school reunion, she it wasn't like she was <laughs> warning me, mm. but she was like, it gets very difficult when you have your own child because you miss having a mum to yeah. tell you what to do yeah. with your child. Um, but I think... You know, basically, she like yeah. spit over at school. Come on, we're at a fucking school reunion here. Trying to have a laugh. That's quite sweet, though. She wanted to. It was very sweet, and I think you. yeah, it was. It was sort of that was where it came from. And yeah. we're like, hey, I love history. Big old fan of it. Well, it's about the teacher, I think, isn't it? Yeah, I did art and drama and English, and they were my favourite teachers. I didn't. I think we had some quite bad art teachers. Oh really. <laughs> Well, it was like, the art room was like somewhere that you could just sort of faff about and do whatever you liked. Did you go to... I did. Maybe cut out a bit about school. <laughs> just so nobody knows where I went to school. Are you embarrassed? Uh, no, I'm not embarrassed. I just get panicked about locations, people knowing my locations. Oh, sure. Cut that. Not that I have been at that location for 15 yeah, you, you surely, years now. Yeah, you surely have stopped going to school. I have. I did stop going to school quite a while ago. But I don't know. I always get panicky about people knowing things about you. I think that's legit, especially as you had a stalker. I did have a stalker. Should you we can leave that. You that? can leave that bit in. <laughs> How, yeah, you can talk yeah. about that if you want. Well, I think you're a better place to talk about it. <laughs> well, I had a weird... It's a really, like... It's a very weird story. How am I going to do this shadow like that? Um, because it was completely... I didn't know this man. And now that I've had a stalker, I know loads about stalkers. It's like when I had gout or I was told I had gout. And I learned loads of stuff about gout. And it turns out I didn't actually have gout. So um, real sort of Henry VIII yeah, disease. Yeah, yeah. I'm an expert. It's now my... Um, what did you have that you thought was gout? I had... I still actually probably couldn't tell you. I've got... Um, you know, Do you know what the sesamoid bones are? <laughs> They're these two... You. Everyone has these two tiny bones just under their big toe. Right. Um, and basically... From like either from a lot of impact or some other reason, they can split one of them. Yeah, so I now have three bones, (gasps) tiny, tiny bones Mm. where there should be two. Um, and it presents, thank you so much. I did actually have to have um, an ultrasound on it. to determine that which felt like I was having a baby in your feet yeah it was really good fun they put the jelly on and everything wow <laughs> um, boy or a girl it was a boy of course oh. causing trouble <laughs> um, yeah so the stalker now I know loads about stalkers because I had one um, and have had to do loads of interviews about it and actually my friend Shirin who I met because of having a stalker she did a big campaign 
for Vice, I think it was, mm-hmm. about stalking. She's a top-notch journalist. Oh, cool. So you met her because she interviewed you about it? Yeah, she was doing a campaign about about trying to get a national stalkers register, which still doesn't exist, by the way, which wow. is madness. Um, but yeah, she... Most people, stalkers are people that they know. Okay. And my one was a completely random man that I had never met or communicated with from Twitter. And how did he find you? Because am I right in thinking he turned up at your house? He did. It was when I still lived with my dad. Um, and so basically he paid a directory's website for my address. <gasps> I know. That's Which wild is really mad because that. also I don't think I was on... Like, I hadn't... I'd only just got back from university, so I don't think I'd registered to vote there or anything. So, technically, my address shouldn't have been listed. Mm. But maybe he found out my dad's name. Yeah. Very scary. Yeah, weird. And then we had to go to court. It was madness. So, he turned up at your... Are you happy to talk about the actual time he turned up? Because had he tried to contact you before that? He, like... Yeah, but only on Twitter. Mm. Like, he just, he was, he was on the spectrum. I found that out from looking at his tweets. Yeah. And it seemed, again, from his tweets, that he thought everything that I wrote was directed to him. He thought it was all addressing him. He's not the Mickey Mouse artist, is he? Who's the Mickey Mouse artist? um, (laughs) The one who gave you the drawing of you at Disney. Oh, my God. (laughs) That would be in the movie. That would be. That the, would be um, yeah. In the episode of you, in the series of you, that is based on my life, yeah. and it is that guy. <laughs> we almost said his name then. No, um, no, but don't say it. Don't say it because I have to edit out a lot of things. <laughs> um, yeah, it was weird. It, he just. <laughs> I've written a blog about it. You can just. It's a very read that. good blog. I have read oh, it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, he just. It was a weird day because it was my brother's birthday, 16th of December for the fans, Ben and Tyler fans. And um, I wasn't well, so I was like in bed and the doorbell kept ringing and I was really lazy and couldn't be bothered to answer it because I didn't feel well. Do you ever do that? (laughs) You know, in the same way that like if someone calls Mm. because we're all millennial avoidance, do you ever be like, oh, just text me? Do you ever do sometimes the, oh, yeah, front, the front door version of that where you're like, I know that it's not someone that I need to answer the door to so you won't answer it? So you don't answer the door to the stalker initially? Oh, no, yeah, so I didn't. Maybe because, oh, God, maybe I've got trauma around answering maybe the door. Something to go into with my therapist yeah. in the new year. Um, yeah, it rang loads of times. And I'd say it rang about four times. Mm-hmm. in the morning and I finally answered it about 12 o'clock because I'd gotten up to make myself some soup and were you home alone? yes um, and I answered the door and it was this very scary man who I immediately recognised because his Twitter picture looked like a photo fit it was petrifying oh god and he was there dressed you knew like, who it was straight away I knew who it was because I'd because it, I'd blocked him like it was oh, okay I'd noticed basically he'd he'd sent me lots of messages and then find the thing that made me block him it's not messages but public tweets mm. the thing that made me block him 
was he'd like written a blog and sent me the link to it. So mm-hmm. like I read it and it was literally addressed to, it was called Beth. And it was, yeah, it was a blog basically saying, I feel like we're talking to each other. Like, correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong. And, and he was very wrong. Um, did you correct or did you just I didn't, block? I didn't, I just blocked. Um, but because basically... I was on a tube and I was underground. I tried... I think this might have been before tube Wi-Fi. What a time. Mm. Has it made things better? Don't know. I think it just makes me not read as much because I'm like, oh, I'll just check my phone at every single stop when I can connect to the Wi-Fi. we used to do on the tube. Yeah. But it's also nice if you're sort of... I used to eat yogurts on the tube. I used to eat lunch on the tube. (laughs) Did you? Yeah, I remember doing my makeup on the tube. Yeah. Now it's just trying to check if you've got a WhatsApp. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I basically blocked him when I was on the tube and accidentally... This, at the time, the follow button was right... There there was a block button Mm. and it was right next to the follow button. Um, That's bad design. Yeah, and I accidentally clicked follow. Um, and he, so the only evidence that he had in court that he'd ever had any communication with me was he had an email that said I'd followed him oh on, and I think it was on a day in September. So you came face to face with him in court? No, I asked to be behind a screen because I didn't want to look at him. That's very Because I was petrified of him. <laughs> so he, t- he you recognise him on the, when you, do you open the door if you've got a camera that you can no, see? No, I open the door. This was before ring doorbells. And did you... What a lovely time. <laughs> um, what did you do? Oh, well, I answered the door and then I immediately recognised him and I screamed and panicked and ran upstairs because we were living in a top floor flat. Mm. I could see people walking past the house and looking down the alleyway where the front door was. So I sort of knew he was still there. Had you managed to shut the door when you ran yeah, upstairs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he didn't try and like get in the door. But then I called the police. What a nice guy. (laughs) Yeah, what a lovely boy. Um, And he just sat outside waiting. I was really panicked that he would run away because I'd screamed. But he, the the police then got there and he told them that we were in a relationship. (gasps) And yeah, and he had like... But they hopefully did not believe that. No, no, of course not. They were like, well, the woman inside is incredibly distressed and has called the police, so it doesn't seem like you're in a relationship with her. And, like, what evidence do you have? It was really funny because he said that a movie producer introduced us. um, Which I wish. (laughs) Someone that is not in the industry would think of to say. Yeah, just a Hollywood producer introduced you to a child star sketch comedian. (laughs) It was weird back and forth where basically in order to prove to the police that I... Or to show the police how I knew who he was, mm. he, I was like, showed them his Twitter. And he had been tweeting all day <gasps> about being outside my house. Oh, my God. Waiting for me. And basically after I had screamed and slammed the door, he um, tweeted, once you've got over your shock, why don't you come back down and we'll have a coffee? <laughs> Which, I mean, isn't funny, but it is sort of funny. It's funny how, like, 
on the one hand, it's incredibly threatening, but then the, the coffee thing just yeah. it's like pop down and we'll have a frothy coffee. Come on, I've travelled all this way. Actually, that sounds lovely. Yeah. Why? Why did Actually, I say no? Come in. I'll make you coffee. <laughs> yeah. So it was. It was a weird thing, and I think I did get very like because my front door was down an alleyway. I then mm. got very scared to leave the house. Oh, Beth, it's absolutely horrendous. It is quite horrendous, but it's a, it's a story to tell, oh, I yeah. suppose. And what have you... You said you've learned a lot about um, stalkers. Yeah, well, because, because Shirin contacted me saying she was doing a campaign about stalking, she was basically told you know I learned a lot of facts from her because she basically told them to me mm-hmm. <laughs> um, whilst interviewing me that you know most people know their stalker etc etc like most people are murdered by their stalker like which it's and it's usually like an ex-partner or etc 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 so blase about Just stalking etc really, um... etc you know the gist and my case like Lily Allen had a I remember reading that article I think that was what made me write my blog Mm. because she had this stalker and nobody took it seriously and then he was in her bedroom just in her bedroom and he was like, it's it's a lot to do with mental health issues often times (laughs) is that a phrase and um, but was her but that's really unusual for you to read. Well, I think that article basically said the stuff being like there's no stalkers register. Yeah. Which just means that he could do that again because there was no term for what he did. Like and and even with my stalker, they were like they had like a little note by his name saying that he'd done this to someone else, to another woman, but it wasn't on his official report. That's so it was only awful. because the police officer who I who attended my crime yeah. sort of let slip. Yeah, they shouldn't that I found really that out. Let you know that, should yeah, they? Yeah, they shouldn't. And then I was like, Can you please let me know? Because they were then taking him they were like, So what we'll do is we'll take him into custody in the local area and I was like can you please let me know when he leaves because he came all the way from Somerset so and I was living in London so he travelled all the way from Somerset to where I lived and now he was in the police station where I lived knowing my address Mm. and I was like when he gets out he can just come straight back here Mm. because we don't have a restraining order in place and then they put a restraining, a temporary restraining order in place, but for the wrong borough. <laughs> so t- if he turned back up at my house the next day, which he very well could have done, he wouldn't. They wouldn't have been able to arrest him because they'd written the borough down wrong. Then a month later, they were like, "Oh yeah, he was released the next day." I was like, "Okay, well, I literally didn't leave the house for like two weeks because I was so scared." That's incredible. That he'd dramatic. be there. Yeah. And then what was the result of the court case? I got a restraining order. And is that forever? No, I think it was for three years. And so then, that's lifted now? Yes. And but don't tell him that. <laughs> if anyone who's listening, hopefully not, has yes. a stalker, what advice would you give them? Hopefully nobody's listening. Um, <laughs> stalkers, I would say, just screenshot everything. Obviously, if it's in person, 
try and take photos, but and with online stuff, any communication or anything that they send you, screenshot it. Thank you. Ring doorbells, take picture of them on ring doorbells if that's what where yeah. they are. That's how they got the the what you call it in the Sarah Everard case, isn't it? The case. Oh, it was yeah, it was from a. They saw people. They saw her on ring doorbells, and they saw her get in the car. Mm. Anyway, that's a lovely, <laughs> lovely Christmassy anecdote for you. Paintings or sculpture? Paintings. Portrait or landscape? Landscape, I'm going to change it. School of comedy or school of rock? School of comedy. Can you separate the art from the artist? No. If, and, yes and no. Torch. <laughs> <laughs> Torches or tortured artist or rational recruiter? Oh, I missed that out the first yeah. time. Um, tortured artist every time. Boring to be a recruiter, isn't it? Sorry to recruiters. Sorry to all Sorry of to our every recruiters. recruiters. Cut, that, cut that bit. <laughs> Talk about or think about art. Talk about it so that people can tell you what you're supposed to think. <laughs> Looking at a painting close up or far away? Close up. Private. You want to touch it, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, get in there. Private view or view of privates? Private view, because you get free, free food and drink. Mm. Mm. Painting from life, landscape or still life? Life. Art or music? Mm, music. Art or books? Books. Acting or writing? I might change my answer now. Right, no, no, acting. I want more acting work. <laughs> <laughs> and comedy or art? Comedy. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Auditions are so embarrassing, regardless. Yeah. <laughs> and I've heard of people, like, I've, I think, like, big actors do that thing where they have the confidence to go in already doing the accent that they're supposed to do, which I just think is one of the most embarrassing things you yeah. can ever do So for them personally and for the people in the room. <laughs> you know, I had this tiny part in a film called The People We Hate at the Wedding. I do. The Prime. On Amazon Prime. On Prime Video. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Oh, I don't know. So the lead role, Cynthia Ade Robinson, she, to all of our knowledge, was British. Like, she she was brought up here. Her mum lives here. And um, did this amazing accent. Yeah. I found out later because I thought she was English. And then at the rap party, she was like, hey, so nice to see you. And I was like, what? And she um, was American and she'd been, like, going method on the part and even when we were not filming, she was just chatting to us in this posh British accent and it blew my mind. But that's... I felt like she was a traitor. I wouldn't be able to commit to that. I know, I'd be Because I'd get too embarrassed. Is that an English thing, though? Maybe. Okay. Okay, look, give me one more minute to do the bushes in the background that I've just noticed. I've done too much green... And it's not even that green a picture. <laughs> I think there's a lot of green. You've got all the grass, you've got all the... There is a lot of grass, yes, correct. If you could own any artwork in the world, what would it be and why? Oh, uh... we don't have to say why. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> that sounded like blind date. Yeah, that. What, would you, what kind of pizza do you think would you be and why? Reminder. Um, God, that was a good show. Such a good show. I knew someone who was on that. My oh. dad's friend Kiki went on... <gasps> And as a six-year-old, this was, Huge. like, the biggest thing that ever happened. Still remember it till this day. She's Should she get a good idol. date? 
she wore a tutu. She wore Brilliant. a tutu to go on blind date. Uh, and she won. She went on the date. Amazing. Um, and th- never saw him again. <laughs> Married a lovely man named Robin, uh-huh. who runs um, Soho Dairy, a stall in Soho. Lovely. That sells, you guessed it, dairy. <laughs> um, yeah. So what artwork would Sorry, you choose? Yes. What artwork would I choose? Do you know the artist that I really like? I think I... I was quite into, not like pop art, but I'm Mm. not good at things. I like things that look aesthetically nice. Yeah. Um, Graveyards, etc. Graveyards, etc. I went to go and see the Francis Bacon exhibition Mm. with my dad in the... Was it at the Royal Academy? For his birthday last year. I can't remember actually where it was. And I really didn't like it. Oh, interesting. It was very low vibrational. (laughs) All of the pictures were really sad and not nice to look at. It made me come out of there feeling quite like edgy. Ugh. Yeah. Apart from darkness. the ones that were like the bullfighting ones. And even they weren't that nice. They were just the best of a bad bunch. Oh, they're my least favourite of his. <laughs> really? I, yeah. I like his dark, sort of blurry people. Yeah, they were it was just very torturous and like I didn't want to stay too long looking at anything. Yeah. And that was that's me being very honest about thank, my opinions on art. Thank you for being so honest. <laughs> but I really like the artist Barbara Kruger. Mm-hmm. Do you know her? Don't know if I do. What sort Ever of stuff does she do? She did a lot... She's the one who does a lot of, like, black and white images with, like, the red blocks with the white writing on. Mm. There's one in the Tate at the moment, which is... Oh, I forgot what it is. But there was one part of it is a little girl um, that is putting her thumb to her nose and sticking her tongue out and saying, and it says no over it, which I love. Um, oh, I have seen that. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. She was very, like, 60s. Quite sort of kitsch, aren't they? Yeah. And the other one that I like is, I think she's called, she begins with a B, the one who did, like, the lots of the black and white dots thing. You know the one. Oh, um, Bridget Riley. Bridget Riley. Yeah. That's my kind of shit. Op art. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. That's my... That's what I like. Stuff... And I also like... I don't know who does this, but... Acrylic. It just makes me want to touch every painting. Mm. This is acrylic. Is it? Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, that's why I want to touch my paintings so much. (laughs) That is lovely. Yours is so good. Yours is so good. Oh, you've signed yours. I have. Oh yeah, can you sign it, please? Yes. You've got the colours perfectly. No, I haven't. Yeah, you have, and I like the shapes in yours. You've done like. You've done these. These the trees. The famous trees. Yes. Yeah. The famous Hollywood feels very sort of ordered trees. Yes, I am a perfectionist. Yeah, (laughs) can tell. How am I? Oh no, that's the bad. shadow's very good on the gravestone. Br, br Bridget Riley. That's me. Bridget that's Riley. you. Thank you so much, Beth. Thank you so much for having I love me. Love it. Look at that. It's Lovely. beautiful. Lovely big shadow. Mm, it's quite dark, aren't they? <laughs> and thank you to the Rude family for uh, letting us paint your. Is well, we don't door, technically have this. Isadora and Ida. Thank you so much. Isadora and Ida. Thank you very much. Thank and you. Beth. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, then please give us a nice little review. 
five stars and some pleasant words. Why not? It's the new year. Love and light all round. Remember to follow Beth on social media. She's at Beth underscore Rylance on Twitter and at the Beth Rylance on Instagram. If you want to see our artworks, remember to follow Secret Artists on social media. We're at Secret Art Pod. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Secret Artists is a Turtle Canyon comedy production for Acast. Music by Alistair Clayton. Quickfire Round music by Steve Dunn. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.